2: I'm Colin Horton. I'm an award wing surveyor, part-time property investor, and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking some personal questions, and ultimately, getting candid. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Candid. Uh, I have today a good friend and someone that Always makes me laugh, and I'm sure it's gonna be one of the better podcasts we've had, and that's no disrespect to some of the other guests, but Gid's a lot more charismatic. So without further ado, I introduce Gideon Gold, probably the best name you're gonna get in property. And Gid, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Gideon, um Gideon Gold. And uh, I've been in
1: property about 20 years, and known Colin for what feels like 20 years, yeah. um, but probably only about two. Yeah. Um, and I buy the worst properties ever. Um, so just doing my thing in property, try to buy buy stuff, make friends along the way, uh, make some money, have a good time.
2: Uh, that's it, really. Five. Intro, intro as it goes. That's nice, mate. Well, there's tease me for a few questions straight off the bat. Um, I'm gonna jump straight into the property stuff. Here we go. What's the worst property you've bought, and why? Well, it can be a couple. You I mean, know, it's, it's it's ongoing.
1: It's so, it's so as you know, it's so intricate in property. Yeah. Once you get into it, it's it's so complicated. But people are quite naive. Um, so, something that usually the ones that are the worst turn out the best. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't want to put their hand up for. So, quick story without boring everyone to death. So. Going away on holiday last year, and I was speaking to someone we're doing a deal with, and I said, I can't I can't speak to you tomorrow, I'm going away. I'm going, I oh, my partner's going away tomorrow. I'm like, okay, great, but I'm going away, I'm just letting you know. Oh, where are you off to? Okay, oh, he's he's going there as well. <laughs> okay, cool. His flight's at one o'clock, what time's your flight? Oh, one o'clock. Okay, so, okay, gets the airport. I wave to him and his missus. His missus does the look where, oh my God, this guy's waving. I've just not even got <laughs> my holiday yet. You can see her face drop, and I was the guy looking at her. Anyway, we realized we're at the same hotel, same row of rooms. So we are rooms back onto the same pool. Anyway, the kids got on, amazing guy, amazing family. He approaches me at the pool, says, I want to run something past you. It's this HMO, hasn't got a license, the rent's low. It's falling down. I was like, I see why you thought of me. Appreciate it, right? <laughs> so then, uh, OK, what could we buy it for? What's the income? So I thought, you know what? It sounds good. Let's buy it. So we did a deal where, in between exchange and completion, we could get the tenants out and get new tenants in. Nice, OK. And we could do works to the property. So this property is producing 40 grand a year, and we're buying it for like 800, right? Terrible deal, right? So then we chuck them all out, repaint all the rooms, Update it all. Get the LHA rates in. It's all of a sudden eighty-five grand a year. Right. Nice. I'm talking to someone about this project, sort of boasting a bit of what I've done. Think I'm a genius, but it kind of fell into my lap. And this guy brings us a buyer at one and a quarter. And uh, sold. So I told my wife, which I regret, because she's like, "You see, we should go away more. This is what happens <laughs> when we go on holiday." So uh, that's like a good example of something complex. Weren't sure about it
2: but we managed to deal with it and actually come out the other side. So, yeah. I think you're one of those people, like, I'll say I've known for a couple of years now, but like, you know everyone, and if you don't know everyone, you'll make, you, you'll make them feel like they've known you for a long time, which I think is a real, a real Whether skill. Whether they like it or not. How do you deal, because, you might actually hate me, I don't know, but how do you deal with people? Because I, I don't know if I'd know, cause I remember we were out once, last year at the races, and one of my friends was a little bit drunk. Do you remember? And he was like kissing you on the head and stuff. Do you remember that? And you dealt with that. So I was a fucking decked him. And I'm calm, but he was really winding me up. But like, how do you deal with? Because obviously you meet a lot of people, and not all property people. <laughs> I'm visualising him now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be there as well, I suspect. But not all property people are lovely and kind. And and that. how do you deal with the amount the amount of arseholes around the sector? Do you know what? I've, I've got the, an answer because it happens so often.
1: The guy that used to work in my position where I am used to be so rude to people. And even he used to be rude to nice people. So someone would offer him something and it was terrible, it didn't work, it was awful, it was a waste of time. He'd never get that half a minute back, but he'd make them feel terrible, make them feel really low about themselves and talk to them like shit. My lad swear. My lad swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. 18, right? 18, 18, yeah, okay. So he used to make everyone feel like shit, even if for a kind person. I can't stop thinking about him when someone winds me up or is rude to me or offers me the worst deal in the world because next time they might offer me the best deal. So I'm yeah. like, thanks so much. This one doesn't work. This is the reason why. Give him the feedback and hold it in and let it go because I know what reputation this chap has got for himself yeah. about treating people. So I always think of him when someone either wastes my time unintentionally or gives me something terrible. I can't, because you never know what's going to come next. Like I'm sure you have it in your world. Someone goes all the way down the line and may not proceed, but they might have 10 other properties. So you've got to play the long game. Yeah,
2: it's, I mean, I've, I've, one thing I've learned recently is just don't respond straight away to an email if you get wound up. You know, you've had it and like, okay,
0: see, yeah, see yeah. you next
2: Tuesday. And I won't see my backsides on to Google me. That's probably the lowest thing I've done. I would say in, in, in a knee-jerk reaction. Go back to deals. What's been? Is there a deal that stands out, whether it's your first deal or monetary wise, was the best or best experience? Is, it, is, it, is there a deal in your head that's like your best ever deal that you've done?
1: Yeah, there is. It's uh, it's a funny story. My my biggest ever deal came from my smallest ever deal. Right. So we found out about a property. Went after it. Had a bit of resistance. In the deal, and I actually had to go and open the door for someone for a, someone that was buying it on bank holiday Monday. And it was really sunny, and I couldn't go out with my kids to the park, so I was really angry. I had to go to this show anyway. We sold that property and we performed. And after that, about six months later, the, the person we dealt with phoned me up and said, Listen, I got, I got something for you. There's a rabbi that wants to sell. I was like, Why are you thinking of me when there's a rabbi? But I, I get it, I get it. Gideon Gold from Golden Screen phoned Gideon about it. this rabbi. I like, Cool, phoned me about this property and there was a portfolio. And he goes, here's the addresses. What do you want to pay? I was like, okay, this, this isn't not normal. I was like, okay. Then I had spent two or three days working out everything about them. I drove to see them, went to the outside, knocked on the door, to see who the tenants were, because you never know. And um, it's portfolio properties in London. And I suggested a price that was very favorable you'd use another term, but very favourable, thinking they're going to say, get lost. Because you never want to hear your offer's been accepted first time, I think, oh my God, I'm overpaying, right? Yeah. So it says yes the price, and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll take it, but you've got to drop the leases, you've got to do all the paperwork for our, for our solicitor. What do you mean? You've got to be our solicitor and your so you've got to do it all and send it all to our solicitor, any little complicated one. Learn, behold, we bought it, refurbished them all, sold them all. Amazing deal. And that actually exchanged on the day when I was having a party, oh, nice. like an hour before. So we had a great night. We had a great night, but it's weird. The smallest deal comes from the biggest because we behaved correctly. And um, when I went to meet this person originally, I had my phone and I was a bit of resistance. And I was looking at Meet the Team. And I was looking in the office, which one this person was. And then this guy was doing Meet the Team on my website because he was <laughs> And we look, were looking up at each other and doing the same thing. And then uh, it's all come good.
2: Nice. But yeah, true story. So that made, I think deals like that, obviously, don't come across every day, do they? Like, no. And like, I think one thing that you do really well is your marketing. Like, you're good at marketing. Like, like Santa's before we came on camera. Like, I get random gifts from you. You call me Horton's undervaluers, which is, which is great. I've got,
1: <laughs> I've got a new one. It's going to be overvaluers next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? We, we and I personally am like, and very much like you, personal branding and being thought of. So I think some of the stuff I do that's wacky or out there and being in the social environment, it's just because you want people to think of you. So obviously being a nice guy and helping people and giving advice is one thing, but I always like to chuck business at people. Like when we were in COVID and we were on Clubhouse, because we had nothing else yeah. to do, yeah? Remember I introduced you to uh, Auction House. Yeah, it's amazing. No? And yeah. like, for me, I get a real buzz but I wouldn't have used, used to have got a buzz in my previous job. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think like this. I got a buzz about helping you because you're a nice guy. So for me to know you'll get busy, out I was loving it. So that now comes naturally to me. I'm going to help that person. I'm going to help that person, no problem. And I do it all the time, but it comes back to you massively. And a lot of people in certain jobs are in a mentality where, you know, that mentality where they just got the blinders on, they're like
2: going out for themselves. You've got to play the long game. I get, I always say this to my missus, I get a real kick out of connecting people, like putting people together, like not from a monetary point of view. Like, I mean, if something comes great, but it's That's nice. a byproduct. And it's yeah. nice, isn't it? Like, I mean, doing deal, financially, stuff like do a deal is great. But I don't know, it's, it's just numbers, isn't it? At the end of the yeah. Day. And then it's never quite as good as it seems at the start of things. I think putting people together is nice. Like, the amount of couples I set up, I'll get right oh, really? buzz off that. That's yeah. a lot of grief. I wouldn't get involved in that. Oh,
1: thank God. I will never get involved, You must have set someone that one. The Jewish world, they're all high maintenance, and you'll get, you'll get the blame if it goes wrong, but you won't get any praise if it goes right. Oh, really?
2: They will all have a go at me. So, is there, like... Is a Jewish world? Is there, like, a dating app for, like, Jewish... You want to go on it? J date J-date, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it's actually called J-date.
1: J-date. Uh, look, I actually don't know anymore. I'm out of it. J-Swipe. J-Swipe? Um, you can see the theme there, um, but you'll be pleased to know I've never been on it, um, but... I think you do well, though. Yeah, I... You've got yeah. a bit of Joe Rogan about you. And Jason Statham. Have you had that before? Statham. So, yeah, yeah, I could see that, uh, yeah, yeah. Lose a bit more weight, it'll be all right. Um, not as tough as him. I keep asking my children when he comes on the screen. Yeah. That's, that's like me, isn't it? And they look at me and laugh. It's just like, they won't even comment, it's that bad. But uh yeah. I I'm can ho- see it, mate. I'm hopefully getting there one day. Happy angle on these little apps of I no, think. No, I don't need it. Don't need it. No, 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 no. So you married, kids? Been married half my life. Fine. Yeah. She, you know, she knew she was onto a good thing. She got married when you were twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we we've been together since we were about twenty. Have okay. yeah. And got married uh whirlwind romance. what do you mean? Got introduced to each other by a friend. And so like, you know, all my, for years all my weekend plans are sorted. I never knew what I was doing, but I was told. So I've been down that path, well, I've been married for such a long time, like 20 years nearly, and kids are 11 and 10. And that's my motivation, you know. I, I get up and I want to smash it for them, give them everything they want. I know it sounds corny, people say it, but I look at them and want them to be happy and never never need anything, never have to go without. I feel like, you know, bringing them up the right way is so important, good work ethic, nice people. They think I don't swear, right? Because we have this thing at yeah. home, we don't swear. So they, I don't tolerate that. But I'm trying to bring them up really well, give them everything they want. Not give them stuff I didn't have, because I, I had a nice upbringing. My parents didn't have much money or any money at some point. You know, They treated me really well. And I just want to make sure my kids are set. So I'm putting the groundwork in now to make sure we're, we can go to the next level at, yeah. at an appropriate time. Nice. So I bought a few freeholds as well. I didn't, yeah.
2: And I told you that. Uh, was that the one you mentioned to a me A couple, recently? like a few, but... Um, they're, coming around, they're, coming, they're coming around again now. One
1: of them's got like a 50-year lease nice. in it. And randomly the guy said, hello, I'd like to extend. I was like, like great. So actually, I could, I could um,
2: use you for that. Yeah, 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 yeah mate. That's, mate. We, made don't, we don't charge you anything, so we... we well, are not going to charge me anything. You're going to charge them everything. Yeah, they get everything. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know this. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just check mate. Yeah, no, uh, but <laughs> I forgot to mention it to you, but when that comes up, I'll...
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I'll they're, they're the you. holy grail, mate, those three olds, especially when they like, because this you got them now, because we, I didn't realize you were banging to the three olds and stuff. Yeah, just when the right one comes up. The stuff, exactly. The stuff, Exactly. the yeah, stuff, yeah, It's a crazy market out there. Like, I'm going through, um, I'm moving at the moment, or trying You're to. You're always moving? Yeah, try. I get bored, mate. I'll what get, Office? No, home. Okay. Rizzy. Penthouse flat? <laughs> I actually have a lovely flat at the moment, but um, I want a garden, and... Okay. My room mortgage is up, so it's gone up a grand anyway. Whatever happens, my mortgage is going up by a grand. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I want to get some more money. So I'm looking to move at the moment, and me thinking, oh, I can get this fat-off house, and I, just, I looked at the affordability, I was fucked, because of the cars and stuff. I was about to say, if you didn't have 14 cars, you'd be all right. Well, well yeah, it's been an absolute nightmare. So it's, how are you finding things at the moment? Because I guess you guys are cash buyers, you come in and just buy.
1: Yeah, try to be. Um, we sold a lot last year in September, October, and they flew. It was just timing, like with everything. They flew out, and it was kind of, they came to the end of their cycle, whatever it was. But we bought a few things at the beginning of the year and sold them, and I've got a lot in hand. I've got a lot going through uh, at the moment, but being cautious is what we're buying. But I get get offered, in a nice way, the worst stuff. I want to be in that space. I don't want to put my hand up when there's 20 other people competing. I want to be like, you know that okay we've got this we're we'll called gideon so we we're in this space where it's complex it's messy there's not that many people in it sometimes so we're buying Yeah, i must admit of, if i thought something if something came up like that i would think yeah that's what i'm trying to do i'm yeah. trying to go down that route but it's like we've got a lot going on but like we've got something we, we're buying we're told certain things it's the complete opposite yeah yeah you know, oh it's this this much rent i've got this license paperwork comes through no license and it's half the rent so, you're like yeah, we get a bit more on the deal with I'm guessing. So we're like, okay, well, if you can prove it, let's do it. If not, we're gonna have to have a chat. But we're going through with a lot of purchases at the moment, and I think the second half of the year is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So market's not going up right now as of summer twenty three. Yeah. And um, we're being cautious, but there's a lot going on. Like at the moment, we've been offered a lot of repos to the point where Lovely. to the point where it's actually worrying because a lot of them are like international landlords that have chucked the keys back because their mortgage spiking. As you know, it's all going on at the moment when their rates come back. So repos, like 20 repos in the last week, two weeks have been offered. And obviously there's a, you know, it's going to have an effect on the market. So one flat in the building's priced at X, someone wants to sell at Y in their building, it's not going to go. So that's what's happening right now, getting
2: offered a lot of stuff. How do you, because like, I feel like you're inherently a good bloke. And something I've struggled with recently when we've been looking at local, like back in South End at like little biterlets and stuff, is the ethical side of things where perhaps you've got, because I, I was a single, I grew up in a single parent household, so we used to got renting. And I remember like the impact maybe a couple hundred quid could have on our whole month as a family. And we were looking at a property recently and they were paying way below what the rent should be. I think it was like 500 pounds or something. And the rent probably should be a grand. The guy's like, oh, we had to kick him out of the rent. And I'm like, I find it really hard to switch off from what I think is morally right to what I think is financially yeah. business wise. How do you cope? Because you must have seen that's, so that's much of that. That's an interesting question. I think, you know, we
1: come across lots of tenants that are paying low market rent like that. And, you know, during COVID, we, were, we offered a discount to all our tenants, we offered a rent free period to any NHS guys as well. Um, so we've, we've done a lot of incentives for tenants and to keep tenants happy. And ultimately it was works for us not to have a void, to have people that want to be there and pay. So yep. it worked for us to be good, to be nice, and it worked for them. They they knew we were decent people, but going forward, I think if we want to get more of an income, you know, more it, we give them as much notice as possible. We'll try and rehouse them ourselves mm-hmm. into something smaller. Yeah, nice, that's, right? that's good. So we will try. But you know our plans are our plans. But we'll be as nice as possible without
2: you know. We well, you got your business, don't you? Know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I think we, we, we try and do the right thing. But you know, if we're selling it, they're going to be chucked out. Um, is is the honest answer?
2: Yeah. Right. That makes sense. But and I think a lot of them they do know, they're pan under. Uh, that's what I try and tell myself. They're aware. that...
1: Yeah, plan. like we've had a lot of possession orders. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but the councils they, they they found out the council the council say. Don't pay your rent. You need to be rehoused. You need to wait for a, a possession order. Then you can be rehoused. So, stay there. Don't move. So they're told. How many months did it no rent now for possession order? Six, is it section 21. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I think At the moment, because the possessions order is so delayed, right? They keep keep getting put back. Mm. And a lot of these people are advised what to do: pay a tiny bit this month, pay a tiny bit this month, and you can't do anything. So at the moment, we've got three or four cases going on litigation. The lawyers' fees racking up. Um, it's not rent. Rent's not coming in, so it's, it's quite complex. Yeah. Um, but that's going on at the moment. Interesting. So we're on the other side of the coin there. You know, morally, what they should be doing.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. you know, yeah, no. I, just, I I think it's the empathy in me. I'm just like, oh, fuck, that's like one's like. I think if you're a good bloke
1: the rest of the time, then when you get someone out, you've got to get them out. I mean, give it's them some notice. Annoying how the richest guys in this sector
2: aren't always. <laughs> No, roofless. they've got a streak. They've a got a streak. But you've got to have a streak, but it's how you deal with it. Yeah, I think I need a tiny streak or something in me. Like, just call I'll me. That type of guy saying so i giving them money. I was like, <laughs> I don't, hey, worry don't worry about, don't do worry about your end. Next the month, cash. they'll be uh, coming so back to taking you. Taking the pitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So what's the... So I remember well, I went... i done a survey once on a lease extension and the woman was like, oh, don't go into that room. She's just died. And I was like, what? So She's just died. So like, what do you mean she's just died? So I said, like, 95 year woman was just like... Bless her. She looked like she'd been out in the sun for like ninety-eight years, and then put in the bath for twenty. It was just, just nothing of her. She's di- literally died like night before. I was like, why have you left her in there? Like, oh, they're coming to get her tomorrow. I was like, yeah. oh, that's weird. I was like, really? Oh, <laughs> that's really weird. So I just like pat me head and I was like, oh, yep, dead. And then it's come out. Like, what's the what, what's the weirdest thing you've seen in one of your houses that you bulk? You must have seen some weird shit. I'm guessing a bitch marijuana
1: farms seen that you know we've seen you know the subsidence a lot where you can put your hand through turn it and put your arm through really so it's like i call it a fire exit as a joke you know you can get <laughs> through there um you must be about to pick up them pretty that's the, we do a lot of subsidence work uh, i've got a few of those at the moment but there's, there's all sorts you know people that shouldn't be there loads of people falling down trees on the inside it's always a good one nice um quick story for you so i remember years ago when i was in agency, this woman said to us, right, I'm going away for a few days. Don't let my cat out. It's, it's, um, it was my mum's cat. Don't let the cat out in the garden, guys, or I'm going to disinstruct you, right? So I get there, obviously, look in the garden. The cat's in the garden. I haven't even done anything. The cat's there in the garden. Like, OK, shit, I've got to go. So I said to the, the buyer, wait there. So I go to the garden. I've got my nicest shoes on, stinging nettles, Bee's nest, go through all of it. Get the cat, it's scratching me, everything. Get him, chuck it in the bathroom, So stay there. I'm like feeling like a hero. A Couple of days later, this vendor rings in, speaks to my colleague. You can hear her screaming, 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 puts down the phone. I'm like, what, what, what? And he said, so her house has been trashed, scratched everywhere, sofa's been scratched, the cat's shat and pooed everywhere and pissed everywhere. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, someone put the neighbor's cat in the flat.
0: <laughs> so, so
1: that's basically what happened, and then we ruined her flat. Or well, I ruined her flat. I actually lost the listing. I think we sold it in the end. Did you, yeah, Buckley know? Road. I think we
2: sold it in the end, but that was like a funny moment, like years ago. They're what you live for, like, those little moments. Like, i weren't shit at the time, but
1: my old boss, this is going back 20 years, still asks me, How's the, how's the cat? Oh, really? So it's like an ongoing joke, but yeah. That was that, yeah. That's the funny story. I'm just thinking if I wrote anything down. Yeah, what nice you got. I like seeing. um I said that one already. That's that's boring. You write a bit like my uncle. I thought I was going to be a doctor, so yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, not Dr. Gold. at all. Just, just my writing. Doctor Golds, like a rapper or something. Uh, we had we had no. I had like, a lot of good experiences in properties. What I have written down, like met some amazing people, met a few of the Arsenal guys, and like Did I went. You? I was, have, like, you,
2: have you sold houses to him and stuff?
1: Yeah, um, but it was like I was turned into like a tiny little boy at the right. time, like meeting. Like Ian Wright and like did people you? from like my era, like absolutely loving them. When he came into the office with like twenty people and like asked for me by name, that was like did the best that, yeah. moment of my life. So I was like, that was that was that probably the peak of my career. Um, but I was going to tell you, I tell you actually how <laughs> no. I got into property. Oh right, yeah. you haven't asked that question. I wasn't a good, a good
2: host. Was, would have asked no, that I, question. I, I wasn't thinking, you it, But you, you're such a good guest that you're
1: once we're headed I Don't yeah, need yeah. it. Yeah. So I used to work. I'm gonna. You know. You're gonna. If I'm going to fall into a trap now. I used to work in cars, all right? So I used to work in Park Lane. Oh, I don't course. know if you know that. for yeah. BMW, right? And um, this guy drove alongside in a Porsche and looked in, and I was like, I'm going to go out and see that guy. So I went out, opened his door, and said, which one do you want to drive? And he said, oh, I want to drive that. I said, come inside, I grabbed him. Anyway, he ended up buying two or three cars off me over a six-month period, and he was the head of Lambert Smith, Hampton, oh, wow. CEO, Right. And he said to me, you've got to get into property. I was like, okay. And he introduced me to uh, the owner at the time of Green & Co, a guy called David Pollock. So I went and met him, whatever, whatever. Just said I'd go. Anyway, went in there, the atmosphere, like a boiler room back in the day. Phone calls, people shouting, deals going on. Interesting, and I thought to myself, you know what? This is amazing, just transferable skills, just selling and meeting people and doing business. And then. Started there and I was there about 10 years and um, absolutely loved it, loved it. It was like, we used to call it the Jewish Foxtons. So it was like, same mentality, structure. Where was it, where was it, St. John's Wood? West Hampstead, they had a few. Ah. And then it was like, the right mentality. It was an amazing boss, the the culture. That's the biggest word, culture. He had people there 15, 20 years in the business and that it was the most amazing business. What What was your first deal? for ground floor flat number four Exeter Road, garden flats, like nine hundred grand at the time. I thought I'd I thought I'd made it. Thought I'd made it. Um within within like a week, and then I didn't do a deal for ages, but like oh, within really? a week, I uh, did the first deal. It's amazing. Yeah. What were
2: the fees back then? Like what was a what would be a commission on the It was higher. Two and a half. What would you earn on the nine hundred grand flat? So we probably got um two percent like then,
1: multi, eighteen grand, so ten percent, eighteen hundred quid. So like and how old were you then? 21, Lovely like. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You do a few a month, you're like, and you're living at home at the time, you're like, you don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. Obviously, you're not at school, and then when you're a young lad, you don't get the right advice financially. And if you haven't got someone to lead you, you, yeah, you could, you
2: could always done, do a lot more. What, what do you think, so I see the moment in the press, not press, but on the social, there's a lot of these, like, Instagrammy estate agents that claim these bold claims of these massive, like these agents in Ghana half a million million quid a year selling property like what is that doable is that real is that like obviously you're on on the ground yeah I mean I know a lot of good
1: agents that have been doing it a long time like maybe 10 years plus those good agents in a decent year will earn 150 to 200 no problem they will earn it and they can earn 100 plus no problem a year but the ones that want to pick and choose don't want to work they will not earn anything like it They not, you need to build up your network build up your name mm. but these fly by night
2: people I know what you're saying I've seen it it's it's misleading yeah it's, it's, I just think it gives um, I don't know yeah, For any decent estate agents coming through the rank they're going to go and look at these because if you back You'll be his, tempted. You'll yeah, be well, tempted. You, you definitely will, would you be. And look, if I had my time again, would I be tempted to go self-employed yeah. and do it
1: on my own? Yeah, definitely. I would back myself, as you, as you said. But I think they're saying 250, 300. It's, it's not possible for the first few years. You haven't got that book. No one's going to come to you with their asset of 10, 20 years and give it to you, someone unknown, unproven, in my opinion. What was your beast deal at the atmosphere hampton well, I, I, that, that was—I didn't go there. Oh. I went. I went to Green Co oh, and Co. I went at Hamptons. At Hamptons, probably, probably up five million quid or something. But my biggest month in numbers was 138 grand in exchanged. So some people's targets was 150, 200, but in one month I did
2: 138, which was—I was really proud, really, really proud. It's mad numbers, yeah. Um, did you ever get that itch? Because I, when anyone talks to Peter and Howard. And I'm like, do you ever want when you see your company's earning 138 grand, you're getting 10% or 20% of whatever they Did you ever have that? Was so that I, when you kind of I, went I, to go and do London District? Yeah, I, I remember like, sometimes waking up thinking, you know, I'm banking
1: 30, 40 grand every month on my own, right? I, I'm doing that and I'm getting X amount. Before my feet hit the floor one morning, when I woke up, I knew that was it. I can't do it anymore. I've got to do something that's, I'm getting a bigger slice of the action because I'm bringing in all the money. I'm valuing the property, I'm getting the instructions on, I'm doing the deals. I'm making more effort than anyone else, I deserve more. And they, you know, they weren't having it at the time. So I set up my own agency and I took all you know, you my- You still have now. Still have now, yeah. I've got a franchise of Hunters in yeah. West Hampstead. I don't, I'm not allowed out of West Hampstead, otherwise I'll start beeping. So I have to stay there. But we've got, we took all the clients over that I knew for years, put up a re- really good lettings book, and I, w- I was quite known to, to people, but we started doing some big deals. We started doing a lot of deals. We did very well. The market got a bit bumpy. Like in, uh, when we, we had Brexit, from our pipeline, we lost 250 grand in fees on one day, on one day. And I was going to Goodwood that, that weekend. Never been to Goodwood. Got there, started being sick everywhere. I thought it was from my father-in-law's driving, but it was actually stress. <laughs> it was actually stress. I was so stressed. And we had to shut down another office. We just opened a new office at the time, and I was like, again, thinking I'm about to retire. Just opened a new yeah. office, about to retire, about to retire. And then we're like, I can't deal with this. I can't go here, there. I can't be in two places at once. It's not going to work. So we had to shut it down. It's was really, really. Was that would you say that was one of the lowest points you've had definitely because I told I told my mum, you know, I've got another office. I couldn't tell her that I had to shut it down. I've never told her, but I think she knows. But I've never discussed it. Oh really? So that was that was why is that just because just. I feel shame, ashamed, Is it? you know, I feel ashamed. Really? Um, but the worst part of it was, was it was my birthday, like, a few days before, and one of the girls there bought me a massive cake with a nice photo of me on it, right? And I had to let her go. <laughs> I said, why don't you put that in the fridge? Put that in the fridge now. Let's, we need to just have a chat. That oh, felt really morally, that, morally bad. Was that your first sacking? What was your first sacking? Honestly, uh... I,
2: worryingly, I can't remember. Oh, that's okay. Okay, it's not tra- too traumatic.
1: Oh, I think it was when I was at Green & Co. We found out that one of the guys put loads of leaflets in the bin and then went home on a regular basis. So found that out and I sat him down and I said, listen, this is what's happened. We really need all hands on deck. This is gross misconduct. You have to go, mate. Um, he started laughing. And... um I repeated myself. He said, "Oh, you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. You're going to have to go now. (laughs) And then eventually he believed me and he went. But yeah, that was the first one Was that girl the
2: hardest one, do you think, you've had to do?
1: That girl was the hardest one because- It wasn't her fault, yes. Oh, fuck. Women crying is- But I see her like, locally. Oh. uh, And I can't look at her and she won't look at me. Yeah, it's honestly. One, I mean, sure, you have that a lot, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I get. I see yeah, her.
2: A, that I, on. <laughs> I see. I see her a lot, and I can't look at her. Really, oh man, sad times, yeah. So, important question, mate. I have to ask all my guests is before we talk about Popeye, is what's your favourite bag of crisps? Oh, I did not see that one coming. No, yeah, you... I mean, obviously, as you can tell,
1: I'm someone that doesn't eat crisps from the, no, yeah, the, the, thought... the temple that is in front of you. Yeah. Um, I actually try not to eat crisps, but if I had to, it would be McCoy's
2: salt and vinegar. Another McCoy's? Mate, they've got so many now. Well, are, proper, Evidently, yeah. the country's favourite bag. Steak has been the, Steak McCoy's have been the most popular. Oh, interesting. They're about six of them. Okay, I didn't see that coming. Nah, no, mate. But I try not, I'm really trying to be
1: good now. And not. How's the training going? Looking at me, you wouldn't think that well. But uh, it's, on, it's coming. I've got a delivery yeah. of something that I spoke to you about. Oh, Actually, Today, yeah, today, nice. today oh, yeah, Let me know how it goes. Today I got it. Uh, so I think, you know, when you spend money on your health, yeah. you've got to do the other parts, otherwise it's a waste of money. So like, going to the gym nearly every day, I went to Regent's Park this morning. Just, it's all about the eating too. So you're me. quite good
2: at getting up early, you know? you're quite, Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Quite I was, at I was
1: there at 6.15, but I think if I just get home and stay on, on track and have an event to look forward to, yep. I'm good. So like, I've got a holiday in a couple of weeks, Got the party, which we'll come on to after that. So, I want to look good. I want to feel good for myself. So, no matter
2: people that knew me years ago say, Oh, you've lost like four stones. I saw you last. It doesn't help. Yeah. It's like, it's how I feel. 100%. And I think I think people underestimate everyone. It, it, I think maybe paints a brush of vanity sometimes, but you just feel better. If you look good, you feel good. You act. Well, you take it seriously. Yeah, seriously. But I like my food. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be someone that's going to be like a, a six pack warrior because I like my food, I like my drink. And I, like, I, I very much believe in. Balance, you know, life, yeah. life is so short, and I don't want to live a life of broccoli and chicken because food's I love food, food's great. I did hear an article yeah. about broccoli and chicken, someone stopped snoring after having it for a month. Did they? I snore really
1: bad, really bad. Oh, no. Honestly, maybe you should
2: actually try it. Yeah, it's really this bad. This guy
1: said my snoring stopped, and his wife, you know, and him were more intimate, so yeah. you know, you might want to think about this. Anyway, wake
2: up, and just like. Cole, do you mind um, sleeping in off. the other room? Fuck off, I'm not snoring, and obviously I am snoring, that like, really Of course, you didn't yeah. hear it, didn't wake you. Yeah, I know.
1: That's, that's, that's what actually, I would fine. say, yeah. Yeah, fine.
2: Um, but obviously, you're one of the sponsors for the pro party, so thank you so much. Always. Um, Always. It's, I'm fucking scared, to be honest, because it's going to be. I have a question about it. what happens if it rains? It's inside, it's massive. It's predominantly. They can open, got a they open, they open the roof, but they can easily be inside, a like Wembley. It's got two floors. Wow, and is it going to move? Yeah, it's down Thames, mate. We've got DJs. You got
1: me back off at home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> We've that's got four, cool. You've got four DJs. We're going to have. four? Because they're doing an hour each set. Okay. Got proper DJs. Okay. It's going to be rocking. There's going to be... So beers and wines are pretty much all included. Uh, unless people go absolutely fucking nuts and they'll, they'll run out. You know, out. I do a lot of events, so I was like thinking how you're organising this. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. the format going to be? So yeah. format, get yeah, there. So the things I'm stressing about is the guest list side of things because we have a bouncer. So people like me asking for more people? Yeah, because a boat. I tried to get a bigger boat. I thought maybe they'd have one at 350, which had been, I could have filled that out quite easy. But without the sponsorship, you all know, these things are very hard financially. They put a lot... massive. I wouldn't be able to do that. So I would have done it, but it, wouldn't, it would have been an expense more yeah. so than a, a cost-neutral thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to be on the door greeting everyone, making sure everyone's got their talent in. Um, we're at 230 people now, with a capacity of 235, but people will drop out, Yeah, I think. I so, hope. so what time is it going to leave the... So the, the docking well? is going to be from half five to half six... Because you've got to get, tell people to get there. Yeah, so half five to half six, they're going to get there. If they are not there by half six, the boat's going to... You gonna, need to make sure people know that. Go, yeah, they'll be getting emails out and stuff coming out. And I might have to paraglide on if I'm late. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I've done the boat is people can't get off. Captive audience. Yeah, we wanted need them all on there. So you have got DJ, we've got a massive meat at all, ice sculpture of my head, which is a vodka lube. Essential, essential. Yeah, that's next an Any food? Yeah. Okay. Like none of that posh shit. We've got, like, so what food do you want? And I was like, I want food that people are actually going to, like, maybe stop them getting too pissed and, like, actually, like, enjoy it. So That's like, cool. So, like, nice sliders. Perfect. That kind of stuff. Oh, right, I'm definitely coming out. Uh We've got a little photo area for all sponsors and stuff. So that'd be cool. There should be a videographer there. Oh, that it sounds just,
1: amazing. It's hard yeah. to organise, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I love it. I enjoy it. Um, I'm hoping maybe we yeah, are long-term be so I know we're talking about doing something at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. I like, and I, I, I want to be synonymous a bit like you are with, with what you do in terms of the guy that I think of a Savannah. Do you know what? There might be a better Savannah, what it probably is. But actually, I'd rather work with that guy because ultimately you can all do the same job. Mm. But that's the guy I want to work with because he's the one Yeah, people on do it. business with people it's they like. Network. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Network of people. Definitely. Um, but no, massive thanks, man, honestly. Like, no, I'm looking forward to it. will be wicked. It's because, so if you do come, guys, this will be out before then, then come find Gid and yeah, I'll please, introduce yeah. you. But, um, round this up now because it's uh, slightly overrun but you've been a great guest mate thank Um, you for having me it's an absolute pleasure any final words a bit of clickbait for the old LinkedIn
1: yeah guys anyone uh, got any interesting or exciting or disgusting or wonderful properties hit me up and um, if we need a surveyor on board
2: I need to find one (laughs) (laughs) thank you mate cheers guys
0: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving